plan before you. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Don't hide your face from me or I will be like those going down to the pit. Let me experience your faithful love in the morning, for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way I should go, because I appeal to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I come to you for protection. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, let me live. In your righteousness, deliver me from trouble. And in your faithfulness, destroy my enemies. Wipe out all who attack me, for I am your servant. Praying when you're, when you're broken is the title of my message. And um, we know that uh, different times, Paul said, he, he said, we despaired even of life. Jesus said, I am sorrowful even unto death. And Hannah said that, that she was greatly uh, burdened over the situation in her family and her barrenness. And uh, she cried out to God and Eli thought she was drunk. But really she was just groaning in her spirit because she was so burdened by her circumstances. There are times in all of our lives where we suffer brokenness and where we struggle in life. David brings his brokenness to God in this scripture and uh, leaves it at the feet of the Lord and finds God's peace. And uh, that's what we need to do as well. So uh, praying when you're broken, um, how do we do that? Well, first of all, tell God about your guilt. Tell God about your guilt. If you look in verse 2, he says, Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one alive is righteous in your sight. Uh, David was, was feeling a sense of guilt, and, and we're not told why in this particular scripture, but uh, it's uh, quite a contrast in some places where he says, Lord, I'm innocent. Uh, plead my cause. And, and, and here he says, Lord, uh, don't deal with me in, in justice because no one who lives is righteous before you. And uh, the Bible does teach all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so uh, uh, even uh, John says, He that says he's without sin is a liar and the truth is not in him. And so all of us will deal with sin from time to time in our lives. And um, we need to bring that sin and confess it to the Lord and pray that he'll help us repent of that sin and then choose to repent of that sin. But we also just need to take it when we're, when we're feeling guilty, just, just cast that on the Lord. Tell him what we're feeling. Lord, I feel guilty, uh, I feel ashamed, or whatever the case may be. And bring that to God and lay that at his feet. And it's amazing how God will draw near to us and comfort us when we're broken because of our guilt. And uh, I don't know about you, but I have had to bring my guilt to the Lord many times. But you know what I found? He's always faithful. He's always faithful. His mercies are new every morning. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, sometimes we're broken by our guilt. And uh, I, I'm, a, I'm glad that uh, God doesn't leave us and just kind of wash his hands of us and say, you know, all that Roger Pugh, I... I'm tired of dealing with him. I think I'm just going to leave him by the wayside and go my way and find somebody more fit. Uh, no, he doesn't do that. 
He is gracious and merciful to me and, and, and picks me up when I'm broken. And I'm so grateful. Jesus is that kind of God. Uh, he lifts up the broken. He takes the needy out of the dunghill and sets him with princes. And that's the God we serve. And uh, Jesus paid the price at the cross so that God could deal with our problem of guilt and shame. So uh, tell God about your guilt. Secondly, tell him about your weakness. Tell him about your weakness. Verse 4, he says, My spirit is weak within me, and my heart is overcome with dismay. I don't know if you've ever just felt your own weakness. Uh, maybe with the time change, you have felt your own weakness. You've just been tired. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's funny um, how people struggle. Just with an hour difference, uh, with the tiredness and so forth. And usually by the end of the week, we're all feeling it. Um, but weakness is a regular part of life. It really is. And sometimes we may not recognize our weakness. And, and then a sickness comes along or um, a challenge or a problem comes along and we're reminded afresh and anew how weak we are. Uh, the Bible says that all flesh is like grass and the Lord blows on it and it withers. And uh, you know, that's, that's how frail humanity is. But praise God, we're more than just grass because we have the spirit of the living God living within us. And we can bring our weakness to God. And I love what, what Paul said. He said, uh, I, I sought for God to remove this thorn in the flesh three times. But God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. So then Paul says, well, then I'm going to boast in my weakness. Uh, if God's power rests on me when I'm weak, then I'll boast in my weakness. And I'll just take that weakness to him. And let him exchange my weakness for his strength. Isn't that a wonderful thing that we can do? Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But he also said that if, if we walk in him and we abide in him, we'll bear much fruit. Why? Because it's him empowering us and working through us to bear the fruit that God desires. Uh, what a great Blessing it is to have a Savior who can use weak vessels. I like what Paul says. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. If you've ever seen pottery, would you, have you ever taken a piece of, of pottery and just kind of that, that earthenware stuff, you know, that they and just dropped it and it shatters? It's, it's not very strong. Um, that kind of earthenware pottery. Uh, that's what I think of. We have this, this treasure in earthen vessels. We're that, that frail pottery. But Paul says the power is of God and not of us. So though my outward man is perishing, right? I, I, heard, I heard on the radio the other day they were talking about what does it consist, uh, what does being old consist of? And they said, well, if you, if you get out of your chair, and every time you get out of your chair, you groan, you might be old. And, and they went through a series of things that they talked about. But we recognize this outer, this outer body is fading, isn't it? We're not as energetic as we used to be. We're not as strong as we used to be. 
this outer man may be fading away, but we have an inner power. We're being renewed day by day through the Spirit of the living God so that we're able to fulfill the purposes that God has called us to fulfill. So we can take our weakness to Him, and, and we, can, we can tell, Lord, I feel weak. Jeremiah did that. God was calling him to, to be a prophet, and he said, Lord, I, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a youth, and how am I going to do this? And, and God said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm going to put my words in your mouth, and uh, I want you to speak boldly for me. Uh, over and over again, you see this sense of inadequacy that comes when God's call comes. And you remember Moses? He says, God, I c- 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 can't speak. God said, who made your tongue? <laughs> can't I help you? And, and finally, Moses, Moses is so worried about it and everything. God says, okay, I'll send Aaron. He can be your spokesperson and you can tell him what to say. And you notice Aaron does that a little bit, and then Moses takes over, right? And God starts using it. It, it. It's amazing what God can do with weak vessels, and we just, we just have to bring that weakness to him, and he'll infuse us with his strength. So praying when you're broken, tell God about your guilt. Tell him about your weakness. Thirdly, tell him about your emptiness. In verse 6, he says, I am like a parched land before you. Um, I always think of Texas. We had this time uh, years ago when Sharon and I were living in Texas where we had a drought. For 30 days in the middle of the summer, it was over 100 degrees, and there was only one day where we had a little bit of rain. And we, we lived on this black land, and what it does is it gets real gummy when it's wet and it sticks to everything. But when it gets dry, it opens up. And I, I kid you not, we had, we had cracks that large in our yard from the drought. It was parched land. And when you're parched, a little bit of water doesn't do the trick. You need the full dose uh, to restore your soul. Uh, that's exactly what God does when we bring our emptiness to Him. Uh, elsewhere, the psalmist says, he's, he's my shepherd. He leads me beside those still waters so that I can be refreshed. He restores my soul. He lets me lie down in green pastures. You see, God knows how to deal with our emptiness. Sometimes I have, I have needed something, and I wasn't even sure what I needed. You ever been that way? <laughs> and you, know, you said, preacher, you're crazy. I don't know, maybe so, but, uh, but that has been the case. And I have, I told God, I said, Lord, I'm not really sure what I need, but I need something. There's something I need. And he's always faithful to supply what I need. When we bring our emptiness to him, uh, if you've got some spiritual thirst, Jesus says, I am the living water. If you're spiritually hungry, he says, I'm the bread of life. He told the woman at the well, I'll give you water that springs up unto eternal life. Uh, What an amazing God of provision. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We can bring our emptiness to him. I think of the widow at Zarephath, and uh, she's got just a little bit of oil to make one meal for her and her son before they die. 
And Elijah says, give it to me. Give me some of that food before you feed your son and before you eat, give it to me. Right? You know, <laughs> it kind of audacious. But then he says this. He says, hear the word of the Lord because your oil will not fail until rain comes on the land. And indeed, that's what happened. She, she prepared the meal. She gave some to Elijah. She and her son ate some. And the oil filled back up. And she'd use it, and it'd fill back up. And she'd use it, and it'd fill back up. And she'd use it, and it'd fill back up. Listen, I want to tell you, when you and I are at the end of ourselves, God can fill us up. When we're empty, He is our fullness. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So bring your emptiness to Him. Next, bring your failure to him. Verse, verse 7 says, Answer me quickly, Lord, my spirit fails. My spirit fails. Have you ever had one of those days where you just blew it in every conceivable way? You know, I, I, I've had that happen a few times. And I, I tell you what, it just, I kind of slink into my quiet time. You know, I just feel like, man. Lord, how, how, I blew it this way, I blew it that way, I blew it that way, and here I am again, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, or, or perhaps it is a, a failure at your workplace, or a failure in a relationship. And you say, God, you know, here I am with my failure. Uh, God is an expert at bringing dead things back to life. When our hope has died, when we've failed, when we've blown it, He can lift us up. Um, I, I, I'm amazed. Um, <laughs> you talk about uh, the ultimate failure. The ultimate failure is death, right? We fail to keep living. And... Uh, Lazarus is laying there in the tomb, and Mary and Martha say, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Uh, and Jesus tells Martha, he says, uh, Martha, your brother will rise again. She says, well, I, I know that. I went to Sunday school. I don't guess I had Sunday school back then, but I, you know, I knew about that. I know he'll rise at the resurrection. Jesus said, no. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Uh, this is the God we serve. And then he goes and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And so, you know, everybody had given up on Lazarus. They'd bound him up with the grave clothes. They'd, they'd sealed him in the tomb, and he's laying there. And when Jesus says, uh, Lazarus, come forth, he can hardly move. He's got this stuff tied around him so tight. Everybody giving up on him. And I'm sure he wasn't having any hope because he's dead. And so Jesus speaks. And he comes back to life. <laughs> That's some hope right there. Jesus can speak into your life in whatever area. If it's a relationship, if it's a, if it's a work issue, if it's spiritual, it doesn't matter 
He could help you. Now, He may choose to redirect you. He may have a different plan for your life. Sometimes failure becomes the open door to God's best. But God can speak into that situation and change it. So bring that failure to Him. And uh, let God work in your life. The Bible does say, God works all things together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to His purpose. Yes, even our failure. He can work for good. Isn't that amazing? Um, so, praying when you're broken, uh, how? Well, tell God about your guilt, your weakness, your emptiness, your failure, your confusion. Verse 8, reveal to me the way I should go. Because I appeal to you. Um, have you ever not known what to do in a situation? It, it, you know, here's, you got a problem. It needs to be dealt with. But you have no idea what to do about it. Um, <laughs> I remember my last church, uh, things had gotten so bad with the issues and the problems and so forth. There'd be three fires, I'd go work on putting out those three fires and five of them would spring up. And, you know, I'm kind of like the, you know, when you're hitting that thing at the arcade and it keep, there keep, stuff keeps coming up and, and you can't seem to, get, to ever get to the end of it. That's where I was. And finally one day I just threw up my hands. I said, God, I don't have an answer for this. I don't know what to do. And I just sense the spirit of the living God just say to me, you do the next thing I tell you to do and you trust me. Got to the other side of it. And God took care of that issue. All those issues, maybe I should use the plural. <laughs> he is God. And, and a lot of times when, I, when I've been confused, God has given me direction from his word. Or perhaps the, the counsel of a wise, godly Christian friend. Uh, but it is amazing how God can bring light to our confusion. Jesus did say, I am the light of the world. I like what, uh, what Psalm uh, uh, 119 says. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Spirit in the New Testament is called the Spirit of light. So He knows how to lead us and guide us in our confusion. I'm so glad. Have you ever had two things that you could choose to do and neither one of them was a good decision? <laughs> Isn't that fun? Praise God that we have someone called the Holy Spirit who can walk with us through those confusing times and show us what to do in the midst of our confusion. So bring your confusion to him. Bring your fear. Look at verse 9. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I come to you for protection. I'm afraid, God. I've got enemies that are out to get me. God, I, I don't know what to do about it. And uh, I, I'm scared. Do you know God doesn't say, oh, I can't believe you'd be afraid. Don't you have more faith than that? He didn't tell David that. He welcomes 
his, his concern and his, his fear. He wants David to bring it to him. And he wants us to bring our fears to him. Um, the apostles were afraid. Remember what happened? They'd fled in the Garden of Gethsemane and they're locked in a room for fear of the Jews, the scripture says. I imagine you've seen those movies where they've got five deadbolts, you know, and you. Maybe they've stationed the lookout. They're scared to death. Are they coming for us next? What's going to happen? Everything we thought we knew for sure has been just demolished. Jesus is gone. We don't know what to do. We're afraid. We've seen him die. Maybe we're next. In their fear, and Jesus, what does he do? He appears in the midst of that bunch of scaredy cats, and he says, peace be unto you. You know what I found out? When Jesus shows up, fear turns to peace. What, what Philippians says is true. If we, uh, He says, don't be anxious for anything, but with everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, so many times when I have been afraid and I have carried my fears to God, and uh, it, it may be one of those situations where I say, oh, okay, Lord, I know you've, you've answered my prayers in the past, but Lord, I'm not trusting you right now, and uh, I'm struggling with this, and here's where I'm at. Thank you that you've been faithful. And I may have to kind of go around the merry-go-round a few times before the peace comes, but it comes. And I, I leave that time of prayer with a whole different perspective because my eyes have been redirected to the Savior. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you for he trusts in you. So bring your fears to the Lord. Finally, bring your ignorance. This is not a... Uh, derogatory comment it's just that all of us are ignorant about something right you, you there's something we don't know that's basically what i mean by that okay um bring your ignorance to him isn't it frustrating when something you don't know about impacts your life well boy lord if i'd have just known about that i could have addressed that if i'd have just known about that i could have prayed about that but i didn't know anything about it Sometimes those kinds of things are the things that just kind of throw us for a loop. But God knows everything. Nothing takes him by surprise. And so we can bring those things that shock us, that surprise us. We can bring them to God in prayer. We can also bring our own lack of understanding to him. Look what he says in verse 10. He says, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. And may your gracious spirit lead me on level ground. 
teach me to do your will. You know, we come to church to, to hear the word of God preached and to uh, study it in Sunday school or in this small group. And, um, but God actually can teach us through his Holy Spirit. Sometimes there will be things that you don't read in a book. You don't learn it through necessarily through experience. The Holy Spirit of God directs you. He says, do this. And he teaches you, and he, and he equips you. And some things begin to happen in your life that happen simply because God's come alongside you and he's taught you. You know, if you face a problem that no one else has ever faced before, guess what? There's not a book on it. And nobody, nobody's ever been there before. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Well, you can bring your ignorance to the Lord. And teach me to do your will. Show me exactly what I need to do in this situation. And he has perfect wisdom. He knows, because he, he knows everything, he has access to all information. He knows every heart. He knows the future. He knows what's going on before it happens. So he can, he can give us perfect wisdom and advice for life. We can bring our ignorance to him. And uh, one of the things, if you're struggling spiritually, this is a great prayer. Teach me to do your will. By the way, this is a prayer that is guaranteed to be answered. Because what does Jesus say? If we ask anything according to his will, he hears it and we have the request we've asked of him. Teach me to do your will. Is it God's will that you do his will? Absolutely. <laughs> so you can pray this with absolute confidence that God will answer in the affirmative. That he'll teach you to do his will. Uh, so bring your ignorance to, to the Lord. You can do that in, in, in a bunch of different facets of life as well. Uh, not just in your spiritual life, but in your, in your family, in your marriage, um, in, in your workplace. Teach me to do your will. Maybe you've got a diff difficult person that you've got to deal with in your workplace. and You could say, Lord, teach me to do your will with regard to this person. Show me how to interact with this person because, you know, sometimes I, I just want to smack them, okay? Uh, by the way, that kind of honesty never shocks God because he knows what you're thinking anyway. He knows that you're, you're visualizing. There's one guy I was uh, visualizing mashing his nose with my fist. God knew exactly where I was, okay? And I didn't do it, but I thought about it. But isn't it amazing? God can teach us how to do his will with difficult people. And so uh, bring these things to the Lord and ask him to teach you to do his will. And that's a prayer he'll answer. So praying when you're broken, uh, how do you do it? Well, tell God about your guilt, your weakness, your emptiness, your failure, your confusion, your fear, and your ignorance. He's in the business of lifting up the broken. Cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement of knowing that we can bring our brokenness to you. 
Help us to do so, God.